Hello, friends, and welcome to Men Do Disney, episode 149, Dining Both Ways. My name is Pete, and joining me tonight are Matt, nope, not Matt, and Tom. You just had to get that jab in there, huh? We're three guys who want to help you make the most of your Disney World vacation, as well as to bring some of that Disney magic into your life every day. So put on your favorite pair of Mickey ears, lower your safety harness, remain seated until the ride has come to a complete stop, and men, let's do Disney. Yeah, I, I mean, I feel like he kind of attacked me last episode that I wasn't here for, and so yeah, I, I was getting back at him. And you know, so, he doesn't—he doesn't listen anyway, so he's never going to even know. He does listen to almost every episode because he's not on it. Because he's not on him. <laughs> no, on a serious note, I, I do want to go ahead and, and hit this off at the beginning. We have a puppy, and she's not very happy right now. I think uh, I think my wife must have put her put her in her kennel for a little break and her where her kennel is is right next to where I record. So if you hear a pitiful puppy, she's okay. She just wants to come out and play. And uh it'd be impossible to do the podcast and have her running around in here because she's like, you know, like four and a half, five months old. So So you're not really like beating a puppy in the background. It's it's No. You're no, not torturing a puppy. Well, you know, it's kinda near like when she usually goes to bed. But we, we did something bad. So she slept in, like when we got her, she was kennel trained. So every night she got in her kennel, went to sleep. Well, you know, we've had her a couple months now and, and we my wife will let her sleep in the bed with us. Bad habit to teach a puppy. So now she's V upset when she doesn't get to sleep in the bed. I understand that. I understand that. That's, that's not a good thing to do uh, due to a dog, right? I mean, I don't mind her sleeping in the bed, but, you know, we travel a decent amount and she can't always sleep in the bed. You know, we go see our friends, we, we let her sleep in her kennel and she usually does okay. But I think because she's at home, she thinks you guys must have forgot about me and she can hear me talking. I'm sure. Well, good. Thank you for clearing that up. We'll I'm see sure. if she likes the episode tonight. We'll see. Yeah, she might. So the episode tonight, let's talk about that. What are we talking about? So I think I, you got the short end of the stick on this one. Well, okay, and I and I'll gladly accept that because we often will go to my wife for episode ideas and her her family when we were at Disney last time said, "Man, there should really be a show that talks about like eating for under 40 bucks at Disney." And apparently there used to be like a Food Network show where this lady would travel to really cool cities and it was something it was called something under 40 and she would eat for under $40 in these in these crazy cities. And my father-in-law joked that you couldn't do that even at McDonald's for three meals a day. So I didn't draw the short end of the stick. I'm accepting the idea that my family created. And Pete, you just got an easier thing to create. Much easier. So so yeah, we're going to talk about how to eat at Disney. Now, this is $40 a person, so don't take a family and expect to eat for under $40. But under $40 a day. And then we're also going to talk about how to splurge at Disney. And, and how to just blow it out of the water and absolutely spend, you know, all the money, basically. So before we get into that, let's pause for just a second here from our sponsor, Kingdom Strollers. So your family is coming to Orlando. And the thought of lugging your stroller onto the plane isn't your idea of fun. But you're smart enough to know that conquering the theme parks of Orlando without a stroller for your kids could be a vacation killer. As parents ourselves, we get it. You're not asking for much. You just want the convenience of a clean, affordable stroller or crib delivered to your hotel or vacation home, ready to use. 
Welcome to Kingdom Strollers, a Disney-featured stroller and crib provider that does exactly what you're looking for at a great price. To book your stroller or crib, just click on the item you'd like to reserve and select the dates for your rental. We run a tight ship, so we will never overbook. Next, tell us where you're staying and choose the times for delivery and pickup. Then, choose from helpful free accessories like cooler bags and rain covers. It couldn't be easier. If you have any questions or concerns, you can check our FAQ page or just give us a call. We are always ready to answer your questions. Once you've placed your reservation, there's nothing left to do except count down the days until you're in sunny Florida. So what are you waiting for? Go ahead and book your stroller or crib from Kingdom Strollers today. Okay, so how do you want to do this? You want to go through the, the, the cheap out section first? I'm kidding. So I think it's not the cheap out section. I think we just go park by park. So Pete and I broke this down, um, gave examples within each park for each meal, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. No snacking. And why don't why don't we just go park by park? You comment on my list, I'll comment on your list. And so it does it, it'd be too confusing if we bounced breakfast to breakfast, lunch to lunch, or it'd be it'd, it'd just be too confusing if we went straight through my list and then straight through yours. So I guess I can start. And, and, um, and before before we start, let's talk about who's going to have the most fun here. Because if, if you're trying to do Disney under $40 a day eating, you're not snacking, you're not drinking, you're not doing anything else but but surviving basically, right? Well, yes and no. I mean, I, I kind of look at it and we'll, we'll I'll make the note whenever we get there, but I kind of built backwards. So like I built from dinner to breakfast. So I've left a decent amount of room for you to grab like an inexpensive snack. I just didn't list out every snack option at Disney. So with that being said, I would I would agree that Pete is going to have more fun because, well, there's no budget. And we did this only in the Disney parks. So I, I'm looking through just to double check. We didn't have any resorts and we didn't have any Disney Springs. And there was no like, hey, leave Magic Kingdom at lunch and go to McDonald's. <laughs> go to McDonald's on any off the dollar menu. No, none of that. None of that. So – Here's the start. We'll start with Magic Kingdom because that's obviously the most popular park. I'm not spending a whole lot of money on breakfast. So Well, you're not a big you're not a big breakfast eater just in general, right? Fair. So I'll give you a couple ways you can do this. So you could eat it Sleepy Hollow. They've got some waffle sandwiches for about eight to nine bucks a piece. But I would actually tell you to go to Main Street Bakery. And just find something like a muff, find something quick for under six bucks. And who doesn't want to walk in Main Street? I will tell you this, interestingly enough, Main Street, great smells. Uh, it's one of the first things you smell as you get on Main Street USA. With the socially distanced lines and like how many people they'll let in, there's always a line to get in. So you think about Starbucks, like where you guys have seen Starbucks lines. When my wife and I were there last time, the line backed up to almost where Tony's Town Square is. That is a that's a line at like four p.m. So like not, like when the park's supposed to not be crowded. But anyway, Pete, I mean, do you have another thought? I think you have to start at Main Street Bakery because it's right there. Yeah, I mean, you can do that if you go past Main Street Bakery. There's not a whole lot else there. There is a little cart, and it was a lifesaver for us. There's a cart right before you get into Frontierland that has breakfast sandwiches, and I think they're seven ninety nine or something like that. It was honestly the best thing I've ever tasted at that point in my life, but it probably wasn't that great. So I think Main Street Bakery is a good option. And thinking strategically, 
so so say you want to go i mean there are two really big attractions in frontierland so if you do pass main street bakery which keep in mind a lot of people will stop there in the morning you have the cart that pete referenced you have sleepy hollow kind of going toward can you get can you get the cheshire cattails at uh at sleepy hollow now or i know they're sold they used to be just at cosmic rays i know they're selling them somewhere else now too i thought they were selling them somewhere in fantasy land could be that'd be a decent breakfast option if you like pastry and sugar for breakfast I mean, if you're getting a donut, like, same thing, basically. Yeah, well, I mean, so, like, I'm a huge peanut butter chocolate cookie guy. I, I could eat that for breakfast. But, again, I'm not a breakfast eater. So, keep in mind, my ideas are geared more toward getting better food later. I'm going to be honest. Magic Kingdom is really tough. You either have to spend the money or you're going to eat You're going to eat kind of cheaper food. So, with that being said, I'll go to my lunch option. And I did my best not to repeat restaurants. Because you theoretically could eat Cosmic Rays twice and get something different on the menu. But for lunch, I picked just like just a hot dog from Casey's Corner. So $10 hot dog, basically. Or going over to um, Sleepy Hollow. You know, I, I didn't have that in my true breakfast, but that's uh, there's a chicken sandwich over there, a waffle chicken that, sandwich. That chicken waffle sandwich is really good. Yeah. And it's filling too. So you could get by with this. I know as I was typing, I think Casey's Corner was the first thing I typed, and Pete was like, no. So I added slash Sleepy Hollow, uh, and then I just was doing the math. So, so far, I did want to mention, so I was under 6 bucks in Main Street. I was 10 bucks plus tax in Casey's Corner. And then for dinner, I gave you like an $18 budget, just in my head thinking, okay, that leaves you like four-ish bucks to uh, to do something. $18 budget for dinner, which would still leave you some change to do to do a snack. So I picked Cosmic Rays because you can get anything on the menu, I think, for under 18 bucks. Or Columbia Harbor House. Which that, that, I think that lobster roll is is $17.99 for the meal or $16.99 for the meal. So, yeah. That's like, that would probably be a better dinner. I think Columbia so. Harbor House. I mean, Cosmic Rays isn't, isn't anything to shake a stick at. I mean, you can get... You know, that I got that burger and fries and, and a drink for, for under $18. You got the oh oh actually yeah because I know the chicken the chicken strips or nuggets whatever those are for sure under eighteen mm-hmm. and they're filling again. Mm-hmm. Did you get that burger for under eighteen? Because that was not a bad burger. And maybe it was maybe it was eighteen ninety nine or seventeen ninety nine or something like that. But it was it was right around there. It was a good burger. Had tater tots so, on it. All all things considered, we're at what's that twenty eight? Uh, we're at thirty four bucks. Give or take a, a few a few Mickey, dollars. Mickey premium ice cream bar. With you your can name on. you can st- you can still get you know a bottle of water. Oh, and I didn't add this. We're drinking water, iced water, not bottled water <laughs> at every meal. At every so meal, a cup of ice water because it's every free. Meal. Yeah, uh, it's like uh, what does Dave Ramsey always say? Rice and beans, beans and rice. That's what we're doing with our drink. We're just getting ice water. All right. Well, let's let's go to uh, let's go to my Magic Kingdom list. So I'm going to start off. With a with a character breakfast, and it's either going to be at Cinderella's Royal Table or at Crystal Palace. I mean, both of these are both of these are traditional Disney breakfasts. I mean, they're expensive, no question about it. But you get you know if you're looking quintessential Disney experience, this is this is where I'm going with it. So, I I don't really want to shoot. I, there is like a I want to shoot a ton of holes in your plan. Between the two, just isolated, where would I rather go? Cinderella's World of Fable, for sure. But we're not going to repeat any restaurants. So 
You know what? I'm going to let you continue your list, and I'm going to tell you what I would have done. Now, there is another option here that I didn't include, and that is the Plaza. The Plaza has breakfast now, and apparently it's a pretty good breakfast. The Plaza apparently has an incredibly good lunch. My wife and I tried to go last time, but the like the the walk-up line, I'm sure there's a more formal term Disney calls it, to where you like walk up to put your name in. It was not accepting any other reservations because it was a 55-minute wait, and then we got on Haunted Mansion. We were going to put our name in and then just kind of float around the park, and they weren't accepting any more people. Wow. But anyway, continue. So lunch. Lunch, we're going to go eat at uh, Jungle Navigation Company Limited Skipper Canteen. Which is uh, which is right can by? You just call it, can you just call it Skipper Canteen? <laughs> this is this is uh, right across from Swiss Family Robinson. Um, you know, it's it's. I think this is one of the, if not the newest restaurant at at Magic Kingdom, right? Uh, is it newer than Be Our Guest? I think it is newer than Be Our Guest. And you know, if the that's cool the, case. The, the cool thing about this is that the service here are Jungle Cruise skippers, and. Another fun fact, Alberta Falls is the owner of the restaurant. She is, of course, the daughter of Albert Falls from the Jungle Cruise. There's also a secret room in the restaurant. There is. There is. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, this, this is a uh, – it's a little more, I guess, exotic food than Tom's comfortable with. But, uh, and, and it is a little on the expensive side. So, but you can get a drink here. So – you know, like I said, I want to reserve my opinion till the end because I'm going to mix all this up. Okay. Okay. Um, and then dinner, I'm going to be our guest. I I think that at all the restaurants that I've eaten at in, in uh, Magic Kingdom, I think be our guest, I've consistently gotten the best experience, dinner experience at. And I've eaten dinner there three or four times now. And it's it's always been a good dinner experience. So I have not had dinner at Be Our Guest, but I do know that you've you've talked uh, very highly of it. I would tell you my best dining experience at Magic Kingdom in years has been the trip. I think it was last December at Cinderella's Royal Table. Mm-hmm. So I would probably flip. I'd flip some things here. To start, I would do Crystal Palace breakfast, character meet and greet. Who doesn't like Winnie the Pooh? Uh, obviously, and this is me me with the understanding that everything is normal. Okay, yeah, so I do Crystal Palace. For lunch, I would actually do Be Our Guest. And then for dinner, I would do Cinderella's Royal Table. Okay, that's fair. So not a huge shakeup. Um, still still have a, a, a character breakfast, but that's just the way I would spend my money. Um, and if if I have extra money for a snack, I would probably, in between lunch and dinner, go ask for a patio seat at Tony's Town Square. And I'd either order a dessert where I would order a couple appetizers that, that my wife and I had. They were really good. All right, fair. So on onward and upward, uh, we're going to take the monorail over, as Matt likes to say, to Epcot. Do you, do you want to start at Epcot? Yeah, I can start at Epcot. I can start at Epcot. So in in keeping with the same theme here that, that we had at Magic Kingdom, I'm going to start off with a character breakfast at, uh, at Epcot because Garden Grill is – not an ideal place to have breakfast unless you unless you really like hair in your in your fruit salad. So I'm going to Akershus at the Norway Pavilion, and uh, and and we're having breakfast there. I've got I, I can't shoot any holes in this. When I did Epcot, I also struggled because Garden Grill was kind of like one of the things that came up to me, but I wouldn't advise people to eat there anymore. 
Yeah, I mean, I, after our after our last experience, I, you know, it's it's average food, and then to have to have that experience, just not not someplace I want to go back to. So lunch, coral reef. This is incredible. Good, like, this, good choice, is, right? Okay, this is like doing it almost too big. Well, I, and look, I, I'm not debating the fact that like you're going to be eating 90, 99% of the time you're at Disney because, I mean, if you're having a huge breakfast, character breakfast, buffet, or family style, or whatever, I think Akashis is family style, you're going and having lunch at Coral Reef, I mean, you're going to be absolutely stuffed. Yeah, this is kind of ridiculous. I mean, it, this was like the- which is the- Which has always been my argument against the deluxe dining plan is that it's too much food. Like you cannot eat three table service meals a day. Well, you you talk about it a lot in your like how how much am I spending per minute or per hour in Disney? You can get that deluxe plan, but you're spending all the time your time eating. Like and how let, often do we unless eat you're eating go? you know unless you're eating after the parks close at a resort for dinner? You know maybe you're eating a table or a, a table service for lunch, and then you're eating a breakfast pre park open. I think I think that's that's the only way that it's that it might be worth it, and at that point, you know, you're eating breakfast at seven a.m., you're eating lunch at noon or, or eleven o'clock, and then you're eating dinner at at ten o'clock or nine o'clock at night or something like that. So, but yeah, coral reef for for lunch. And how how did you feel last time you ate at coral reef? Pretty stuffed, huh? So I I, I think I talked about this in a previous episode. Coral reef has extremely hit or miss reviews. And so I guess we had a good night at Coral Reef because we have eaten good seafood and I would be straight up with you and tell you, because we were on the dining plan. I mean, what do I care? Right. I mean, I'd already spent the money. We'd eaten great in our entire Disney trip, but the last time I ate there it was good. And we got a tank table. I say this every time, full house, boy meets world. We got a tank table. So your dinner, I'm yeah, interested my, about your dinner. Yeah, my dinner and, and Monsieur Paul is not open right now, but- Monsieur Paul is going to be my my choice of dinner. So there's a couple different places you could have gone with dinner. I don't have experience eating in these restaurants. Uh, Teppanetto is probably one of them. Like if you just want to spend as much money as possible. Yes. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. But I mean, look, Monsieur Paul, the prefix menu is I think $120, $130, something like that. Now, this is a seven-course meal, I want to say, eight-course meal, something like that. So, I mean, it's a ton of food. That does not include wine pairings, so you're going to spend more on wine. But, but to me, when I think of the nicest restaurant at Epcot, I'm thinking Monsieur Paul. You know, I can't, uh, I can't fault you there. Now, back to the, uh, the <laughs> back land to the, that I usually – Back to the real world. Yeah, back to the real world where we usually live when we're going into Epcot. I, so, for breakfast – I think this is a little bit of a cheat code that people don't think about. I'm going over to France. I'm going to the back of the France Pavilion. I'm getting a ham and cheese croissant. I think this is an excellent. I love. I love this choice. This was. This is kind of a cheat code, especially if you're staying at one of the resorts that you access the International Gateway. And with Epcot opening when it does, yeah, I, I think going into the the France Pavilion. And and getting this ham and cheese croissant first thing in the morning is a, is a cheat code, and it's it's super affordable. You can basically get out of there for like f- under five bucks. Uh, again, ice water. If you don't want to go there, say you're a soaring type person, 
You can go over to Sunshine Seasons. They've got like a power wrap, like a breakfast power wrap there. I think it's just under ten bucks. You can do that. I don't, didn't list that don't as make my the option, garden, though. Don't make the garden grill mistake. Well, you well, you don't have enough money. Uh, that's to make true. That you wouldn't mistake. be able to afford it. So, for lunch, I'm just going. I'm going over to the UK. I'm get, I'm going to the fish shop. I'm getting fish and chips. It's ten ninety nine plus tax. So now now you're looking at roughly twenty twenty worst case twenty five bucks you've spent today. You still have fifteen bucks for dinner. And at dinner, guys, again, my first my first breakfast choice was France, so that was only $5. So really, we have $25 left. I'm going to Sunshine Seasons, and I'm loading up on like a few random things. You know, I, 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 I like this because Sunshine Seasons does have a lot of options. You can get pasta, you can get a salad, you know, what have you. If you're there during the festivals, though, I, I think the better use of your money here, especially if you have $25, is, is to go buy four or five or six or however, you know, however much money you have left, just dishes from random countries around the world showcase and make a meal out of that. Yeah. And let me add that I I did this with things that are going to be there no matter the time of the year you go. If you go during a festival, certainly take advantage of the booths, screw the whole we breakfast, lunch, dinner, just eat, just eat things you like. You know, you can always do what we do where we get like chips and salsa in Mexico. We get Spring rolls in China. We eat something in America, you know. We and we probably come out for about forty or fifty bucks in food. Now we have to stay under forty for this project. And I was trying to give restaurants that'll be there no matter what. Uh, but that is that is what I'm doing in Epcot. If you uh, put me in a box, which this episode has put me in a box. Okay. No, that's fair. I I, I think uh, I think all those are solid choices. So I, there's probably I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Hollywood Studios now. And there's probably a different way I could have done this. Because a Ron, the Ronto wrap I'm going to suggest is a lunch item. Hey, look, and I, I was thinking about this. If you're going bang for your buck here, I think the Ronto wrap is the wrong decision because it's. I think it's. I think it's overpriced at the price point. If it were nine ninety nine, I think. I think this is a solid choice. But for for fifteen bucks for a Ronto wrap, is it really worth that? So I already already plugged it in. I can't yep. take so like if I were redoing it, there's some little there's some little treats you can get at Starbucks when you walk in that are cheap for breakfast. So keep that in mind. But for me personally, I'm going Ronto wrap for fifteen bucks at breakfast. For lunch, going ABC commissary, the chicken the, the I'm probably going the kids chicken nuggets and fries. But in here I have it built in for the regular one. And then for dinner I have done this so many times. Go over to Fairfax Fairs, or there's a few other restaurants down um, down by Tower of Terror and Rock and Roller Coaster. Just order from the kids menu. You'll save like three or four bucks. I'm getting you out of here again for $32, $33 of food. You still have seven bucks to, to, to buy some random things to, to munch on and to snack on at Hollywood Studios. Okay. Let's go, over to, my, you, let's go over to my Hollywood Studios. Yeah, you I hate it. I, I hate it. I hate it. Let's go okay. to my holiday studios day. So I'm going to start and can, can we stop? Can we just pause? The first thing I read, I mean, <laughs> you're just so, you're very spoiled. I rub, I'm rubbing it in because there's no budget again. And we'll get, we'll get there. We'll get there. Um, so my breakfast and, and this, I think is the weakest link in my whole restaurant chain out of all four of these parks. I think this is, this is the weakest link. And that is Hollywood and Vine breakfast. So let me let me give you like an out here. 
Okay. Because you kind of gave me an out on the Ronta rap. I addressed it and went back to what I wanted. Do you Are you considering the fact that in normal circumstances, Oga's, which is the background of your video right now, would be open for breakfast? Yeah, but I mean, it's not, they have two, op, they have the overnight oats and they have that cinnamon roll. Those the cinnamon the only, roll is fantastic. It, it like, is, it, it is good. But I mean, if, you know, for, if I'm going to spend, if I'm going to spend, give or take, say 50 bucks, you're not going to quite spend that at, at Hollywood Vine, but it's close. I'm going to go get two drinks and the cinnamon roll at Ogus for breakfast. That's and I'm going to, and I'm just going to be rolling into the day. That's fair, and I do have I do have pit stop for drinks and snacks at Oga's on here, and honestly, I could put a pit stop for drinks and snacks at uh, Baseline on here as well. I know you're those are two of, your, two of your favorite hot spots here. You're doing it wrong if you don't go to Oga's, Baseline, and if you don't go to Toy Story Land, Woody's Lunchbox. You're doing it wrong. I think so. Maybe there's an opportunity for that. All right, so you did breakfast at Hollywood and Vine. Yeah, so breakfast at Hollywood and Vine, which again, weak link in my chain here. Ogas I like I like a little bit better. Lunch, and I, I was a little torn here because I think there's a couple of great restaurants, a couple of great ways you could go for lunch here. But I'm gonna go over to Mama Melrose's for lunch. Um I I I'm leaving off fifties prime time, I'm leaving off sci-fi drive in. But I think Mama Melrose's is the strongest out of those three restaurants. Not from a theming standpoint, but from a food standpoint. I'm telling you it's not. I'm telling you it's not. I'm okay. telling you you should be going to 50s prime time, but you can do what you want. I, I prefer Italian food to getting yelled then at. Eat it, then eat it for dinner because your dinner restaurant's also not very good. I mean, it's not bad. You just blew it. I mean, this is just, you have an unlimited budget. And, and I'm going continue. to... And I'm going to the Hollywood Brown Derby for dinner. I mean, there's not many places you could eat in Hollywood Studios, so you're, I'm shocked you didn't stop at the ABC Commissary on your day. <laughs> I couldn't put a quick service restaurant in here. Although, you know, if if Hollywood and Brian, Vine breakfast weren't that great, I probably would stop at the ABC Commissary for some chicken strips and some honey mustard. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. I don't hate your list. So I mean, what what, what do you change on here? Okay, I mean, I obviously it all. you're gonna you're gonna put fifties prime time in for for lunch. So I would go Ogus for breakfast. Yep. I'd probably grab uh, a blue milk on my way out of there. I would go fifties prime time for lunch, and I would probably go Mama Melrose's for dinner. Okay. So I'm really just kicking out sixty six percent of your list. That's it. You know what? That's fine. Hollywood Studios is, again, not a foodie park. I feel really strongly that you did a great job on your Animal Kingdom. So I, I do want to just take a step back, though, and talk about, and I think you missed the boat on dinner, because that kid's fr- uh, Endorian Tip Yip, or whatever it is, is like six ninety nine at Docking Bay. And it is a solid. I mean, you get a you get a you get a big portion of chicken. You get some broccoli. I mean, it's a it's a good solid meal. Okay, so I thought about putting that in for lunch and doing ABC, but I can't do ABC commissary for dinner because mm-hmm. it's a different. So I was kind of like, and then I thought about doing the Ronto wrap for dinner, but I'm like, no, it's not enough. 
and it is a chunk of chicken. It's not. It's not like a portion of chicken. It's just like a block of chicken. It is. It is a cube of chicken. It is. It's, it's a, cube. a really. It's a cube. I'm not sure. I'm not sure which portion of the chicken it is, but it's definitely a cube of chicken. Oh, it's not real chicken. But I mean, it's it's real chicken. I mean, I don't think it grows that way. It doesn't grow that way for sure. <laughs> but your Animal Kingdom. I'm gonna be honest. Strong effort. So, in animal solid. Kingdom. Solid. Right. So breakfast. Lead the way. Yeah. Yeah, breakfast, we're going to go to Tusker House. Uh, Tusker House has Donald's Safari breakfast, uh, so, it's, so it's another character breakfast. I, I, I don't know that I would eat any meal other than breakfast here because the food is a little – I mean, it's, it's kind of an African take on – I don't know. So Tusker House for, uh, for breakfast. Now, I want you to know, Tom, that this is the only quick service meal that I have in my entire list. That's that's how highly I think of this place, and I and I could have put uh, Flame Tree on here, but nothing compares to the food at Satuli Canteen at Animal Kingdom. Nothing. So for lunch, we're going to Satuli Canteen. I might get two bowls at Satuli Canteen for lunch, just because I'm throwing money around at this point. You're definitely getting some of those pods, those br- I, just to do. Okay, it. the cheeseburger pods were not not bad. Surprisingly, They're not very good. Not, not good, but they were not bad. They tasted like pickles and ketchup, kind of. Like a double cheeseburger. Yeah, I mean, it was good. It tasted like they ground up a McDonald's cheeseburger and put it in those pods. While, while I while I have to stop the episode here, let's pause it. Nope. Did uh, you? Pausing again. Are you aware? Don't really pause it. I mean, I'm still talking. No, no, no. I, I got you. So McDonald's, have you, do you know the toys they're giving out at McDonald's now? I did hear about that. I've been. I've gotten a couple. Are you trying to collect the set? I think I am. I asked the lady, I said, just give me all of them. And she's like, I don't even know what toys we have. I was like, I don't really know what to tell you, but just give, if they're all Disney, just give me as many as you have. <laughs> and then she said, we, I don't know, we may not have those toys yet. So I get to the window and she's like, we have the toys. I put you down for one. But yeah, it's sitting right behind me. That's awesome. Have you gone yet? I have not, no. I'm probably going tomorrow to, to all the McDonald's in town. I just want the, the set selling for like 60 bucks on eBay. They're dollar seventy a piece per toy. Like it's ridiculous. So are you going to sell them? No, I'm not going to sell them. Of course not. But anyway, all right, we're, we'll continue. So Satuli Canteen. Any any comment on that? Yeah, I mean you can't go wrong with this. I'm honestly stunned you're not eating there for dinner as well. And I, will <laughs> I thought tell about you it. I thought how about the it. other if, half lives. If they were open I for breakfast, to, probably would have eaten there too. I had to strategically fit Satuli Canteen into my meal. So that's how the other half lives. Do you think Satuli Canteen? I mean. They could really easily do like a breakfast bowl with like steak and eggs and like the red potatoes, the hash. I mean, really easily do that, right? Talk about missing the mark by Disney. Yeah, they're they're just, blowing it. I'd eat there. I I'd eat their breakfast, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I'd breakfast, sit there all lunch, day. And dinner. Uh, okay, so dinner. I'm really excited about this. Uh, your last trip, you had an experience at Nomad Lounge, right? So. You saw Nomad Lounge, which is attached to Tiffin's. I, I love the, the decor and the theming of, of, of Nomad Lounge and of Tiffin's. Tiffin's is Tiffin's is broken up into three kind of sections. There's kind of the Asia section, there's the Africa section, and then there's like the animal section, I guess. Um, but but it's all like travel related and it's basically every place that Disney took inspiration from when they when they built Animal Kingdom. Now, Nomad Lounge is kind of an homage to to travel. 
and and the menu is kind of themed that way. The menu's themed like what, like a travel journal almost. Yeah, I would say that's fair. So the and the cuisine here is again it it inspiration from a lot of different places, Africa themed, Asian themed, America's themed, just a lot of a lot of different inspiration here. But I am going to stop at Nomad Lounge and have drinks before uh, before I have dinner because love Nomad Lounge. I mean, up there with up there with Trader Sam's, up there with Ogus Cantina. If if Magic Kingdom had like a lounge, I mean, that would be one at every park, right? Because you've got Ogas at Hollywood Studios, you've got the Mexico Pavilion at Epcot, and you've got Nomad Lounge at Animal Kingdom. Yeah, I mean, I guess if if does Mexico count? Oh, Mexico, hundred when it when it's open, and you can sit at La Cava and eat your chips and and in peace. Yeah. Okay. That's what we're going with. So that's my Animal Kingdom day. Yeah, I mean, I can't I can't obviously argue with it. Um, it's really good. It's it's a really really fun day. I don't. I don't really have any holes to even shoot in it. I mean, unless unless you need to make sure you stop by the bar as you walk toward Expedition Everest. But other than that, I've got no holes, and, and now we're going to go back to how a normal trip works for, for us. So um, I have honestly never been to this place, so if I butcher the name, that's on me. Safari is what I'm going to call it. Uh, coffee shop and bakery. You can get cinnamon rolls, danishes, and croissants all under seven dollars here. So now we're seven bucks into our journey. We've we've got a belly full of food, and we're going to lunch. And because I want to be able to like ball out at Satuli, I'm eating at the Eight Spoon Cafe. I talk about this place a lot. It's where the shrimp mac and cheese is. Much bigger portion than I think you would guess. It's also under seven bucks. So so now we're only at. 14 bucks in and we have Satuli Canteen. I initially budgeted 20 bucks for Satuli. That's getting the combination plate. You've got six extra dollars to spend. What do you do with it? I probably get a dessert uh, at Satuli. I don't go with the pods. Um, if you're at this point, day four of your trip and, and you're desperate for a soda, I guess you can splurge and get a, uh, <laughs> a refillable, you know, soda here. Or you can get a you could get a beer. I mean, there'd be there'd be enough to do. Actually, I don't know if you can get a beer. You'd have six bucks where you could probably get a dessert. You could get the pods, or you could get a soda. Um, I, I don't have a problem with this. I like the satuli on there. I mean, I I, I knew that was going to be a fixture. I will say the the Yak and Yeti Express or whatever it's called, not not the table service restaurant, but there's a there's a pickup window does have some options for lunch for like. 11 or $12. And it's, it's a decent amount of food from what I remember. It's, you know, you typically get like chicken and rice and vegetables. Uh, and, and I want to say it's about, about $11 somewhere around in there. And you can do that, but then, then you just, you can't get the combination plate of Satuli. You have to get just the grilled chicken probably. I'm okay with that. That's all I'm getting anyway. I, I, mean, I don't know. I, I guess you, you have the four, you have them. I don't know. It'd be close. It'd be, you may have to go as touch over 40 bucks. <laughs> But they do also have breakfast there, uh, and it's uh, eight or nine dollars maybe for for breakfast there. You can get a muffin, or you can get a yogurt, or you know something like that. So that is an option too, Yak and Yeti, if you're if you're trying to do it on the cheap, and then you just ball out at Satuli. You're not getting the cheeseburger pods either, though. So as you guys are are probably at home, you're thinking, how do I how do I actually do this? You get a Disney gift card, you put forty bucks on it. And when it's out, you stop eating that day. 
I mean, that's how you do it. <laughs> and you starve. And then you get back to your hotel and you order from Pizzeria Italia. You you order Pizzeria Italia. They'll hook you up. <laughs> mention the Mindu WW podcast. They don't know us. <laughs> they don't know They'll who just we mention, are. We just mention order, it. We just order pizza from them a lot. Just say like, look, you know, it actually, if you want, if you want to order it, hit us up. We'll give you Matt's full name, and uh, maybe that'll help. <laughs> maybe I that'll. Th- help. I don't. I don't think so. They don't, right, we'll any, they, don't know any, they don't know any of we'll, us. We'll give you our but no, no, they might. We'll give you our buddy's name who orders on Postmates a lot when we're down there. there and just go. be like, look, this guy associated <laughs> with this podcast told us about you guys. All right. Anything else to say? I mean, I we've proven you can do it 40 bucks a person. Now, again, that was per person. So, yeah. Um, I mean, you want to go cheaper than that? You're, you're bringing in sandwiches for one meal or you're yeah, sharing. Yeah. And, and I, I don't want to, I don't want to say that. You know, especially you go to like a cosmic rays and you order a cheeseburgers and fry cheeseburger and fries, like that's totally shareable. I mean it's it's enough food that you know, two people can share that pretty easily. And if we you, didn't we didn't talk totally. about bringing food in. I mean, like I, I always talk about that family. It was a family of five, it was a you know, married couple, three little ones. Dad was eating satuli and the other, everybody else had their sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> and and the wife was kind of kind of had a second fork and was eating some chili as well. But and the kids didn't even think twice about it. They were happy as can be. Yeah, they don't. They didn't care. Um, no, that's it. I mean, I think that was a good episode to show you both sides of doing Disney. If we did out of the parks, Pete would have eaten at Victorian Alberts every night. I I don't think so. I really don't you think so. There's you a lot. Have. There are a lot of good restaurants at the resorts that I'd like. I, I would have eaten there once for sure. But I, but maybe I like, bookend. Maybe but bookend it with maybe, the trip. Okay, yeah, maybe bookend. But I would like to branch out. I mean, what else? You'd, you'd throw an Ohana on there. You'd probably throw, I mean, definitely Topolino's on there. Probably California Grill. Probably California Grill. Uh, and that might be it. I mean. I mean, maybe an Arcusi's on there. Maybe Chico. What's the uh, what's the artist point? Or Geyser, Geyser point, rather. Eh. Guy, I, I, okay, I throw, there are a few we could throw on there. There's a couple we could throw on there. But, uh. Whispering Canyon, maybe you know. Maybe, uh, maybe Trader Trader Sam's no dinner. How about that? <laughs> you skip. You drink your dinner that night. So yeah, I, I think there's a lot of options outside the resorts too. But uh, there you go. All right. Well, uh, well, let's go to the uh, trivia question and secret for the week. What do you got? So secret of the night. Did you know the Imagineers actually designed the pathways in the China Pavilion to be unusually narrow? Which you can think if you think about it between Norway and between China, it's brutal. Uh, they did this to simulate the crowded sidewalk experience that you would find in Chinese cities. So I will tell tell Disney if they're listening, you did a really good job because it's miserable walking through there. Feels packed. And I'm, I, you know, I'm wondering, did they start this skinny path between Mexico and Norway? Because it feels pretty skinny there too. But anyway, going to the trivia question of last week, we had a lot of people get this right. Uh, what Disney Resort offers horseback riding? It is, of course, Fort Wilderness. I appreciate all the participation. That's what I asked for. I was hoping you guys would come out in numbers and get that one right, and you did. So I'm going to go to the trivia question of this week. What Epcot World Showcase country changes landscapes to simulate the changing of the seasons in the real country? So there is an Epcot World Showcase country that will change their landscaping, no matter how hot it is in Florida, to try and simulate what it would be like if you were in the actual country. You can tweet us at podcast or email us at mendoww at gmail.com with your guesses. 
All right, well, that's all we have for this week. Please tune in next week for some more Disney magic. Look for us on the Twitter at MendoWDWPodcast. If you have any suggestions, questions, or comments, please tweet us or email us at MendoWDW at gmail.com. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and leave a review. It really does help us out. Thank you so much for listening and giving us the most valuable thing you have, your time. We'll see you next week. <laughs>